Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. I am so glad you made it. In today's session, are you tired of feeling anxious? Tired of getting worn out by your thoughts? Are you ready to get a good night's sleep? This is Anxiety Week, and whether you experience a lot of anxiety or just a little, today I'm going to bring the week of podcasts together to give you one strategy that is powerful and hopefully memorable to help you conquer anxiety. Let's walk. So feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our body tall. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we start by walking. We follow a BIG structure, make our bed, and then we bring mindfulness to our belly and our body, which is what we're doing right now. So just feel your arms moving as you walk. Feel your feet touching the ground. Feel your belly rise and fall. So, as I said, we follow a BIG structure. The eyes are either idea of the day or identity. Today we will do an idea of the day, which is we're going to finish our anxiety week series. Sometimes we do identity, not today. And then we follow uh, with one of the G's, either gratitude or goals. So now just walking, just grounding ourselves, just being present with what is without trying to change it. Mindfulness is simply paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. And as you are beginning to see, if you've been following this podcast, there is real reason why we want to do it. Because this is the foundation of our ability to be in wiser relationship to our body sensations, to our emotions to the thoughts and the voice in our head. So while it seems like we're just walking and just paying attention to our breath as a belly rising and falling and our body, feet on the ground, we are doing so much more. If your mind wanders, just bring it back. Let go of the story 
or the fantasy that took it away. And as we are practicing more and more, you might start to see how thoughts come and go and physical sensations come and go and emotions, quite frankly, come and go. And we're just paying attention, being curious, being a student of human behavior, watching, learning. So now let's bring your attention to your hands and arms. Into your neck and head. Now your upper body. Just be curious about whatever sensations are present. Now to your lower body. Remember, we're not trying to change anything. Just bringing this curiosity and awareness. And so for your whole body now, let's check on the check in on the two barometers that we use. Pleasant, neutral to unpleasant, that spectrum. So just go through and notice any sensations that you can feel that are neutral or unpleasant or pleasant. And if they're unpleasant, we're not trying to push them away. And now go through the body and use our other barometer, which is calm, neutral to not calm. And again, it's all good. We're just paying attention. Not trying to change it. Again, there's a wisdom to why we are doing this. And for now, if this is new, just kind of accept that maybe you don't fully understand why we're doing this, but it will make sense. If you listen to this podcast over a long period of time, it'll make more and more sense. We are going to do a little less mindfulness today of belly and body because we've got a lot to cover on this, our last session of Anxiety Week. What have we covered so far? We talked about the loop how we can have physical sensation come into our body as pleasant, unpleasant, calm, not calm. Our brain makes a prediction, right? It labels those physical sensations with an emotion, making a prediction. Are we okay? Are we not okay? At the same time, that voice in our head starts to do its thing And then this whole system senses the physical sensations, the emotions that we label, and the thoughts, spits out more cortisol, and we go through the loop. And this is the loop. We talked about this on the first session. In the second, we talked about the importance of bringing mindfulness and moving into our physical sensations, knowing our trigger, knowing where it shows up, breathing into that trigger or that acute physical sensation area that comes from our trigger. Not trying to change it, just breathe into it. And recognizing that we are not our emotions. So we're going to build on this today with the ETA tool. What is ETA? It stands for Explore, 
Then there are two T's. One is tenderness, but the other is what we call the power of the. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? And then we move to the two A's, which is acceptance and action. At IWHP, we love our acronyms. <laughs> so, as we're walking, we're going to start exploring, which we already have, quite frankly. So, when you are in a place of feeling highly anxious, what you want to do is start by exploring. Let's start with two words to describe how you're feeling, your emotions. Now, sometimes we can just start with physical sensations. Sometimes we can start with emotions. So, just two words right now. And what I'm going to caution you on is, as opposed to saying, I'm great or epic, if it's in the positive realm, try to find a bit more nuance in your description. So we start by exploring and we try to get below the kind of broad statement of great, epic, to a bit more nuanced. Maybe you're thrilled, maybe grateful, maybe joyful. Maybe inspired, maybe delighted. Do you see how these words are just a little bit more nuanced? It's the same on the negative, as opposed to saying, I feel crap. What about saying, I feel angry or resentful or grumpy or frustrated, envious, remorseful, whatever it is? There's a bit more nuance from feeling crap to remorseful. There's a bit more nuance from feeling great or epic to feeling inspired or joyful. Now remember, our brain is trying to accurately predict if we're okay or not, if we're facing a threat or not. And this is all to keep us alive, to protect our body. When we use a more nuanced approach to the label, we give our brain a chance to not pull such an extreme alarm that sets off this loop in a more acute way. Do you see what I'm saying? When we use a more broad label like I'm crap or I'm epic, our brain is going to use a similarly broad label. And it's going to react to that and it's going to cause more of an extreme reaction than we need. Rarely do we ever need an extreme reaction. We are not under physical threat like we used to be millennia ago. So we want to bring a bit more nuance. So as we explore, so ease explore, two words to describe how you're feeling, try to get a bit more nuanced. Number one, okay? Now we're going to move to our body. Where do we feel this most acutely in our body when we are triggered by an event that causes us anxiety and we feel these two words, these labels? Now investigate. Be curious. Where do you feel it in your body? And remember, we have two barometers. Pleasant, unpleasant. Calm, not calm. And we're just going to feel our body without judgment just to tune in.
Now, the interesting part is sometimes when we are feeling unhappy, it might be because we are simply experiencing unpleasant or not calm physical sensations. So I'm going to ask you, can we just be with the unpleasant physical sensations, if that's what we're experiencing, or the not calm physical sensations, without going further? Can we just accept it? Let it be? This is very powerful if we can do this. It's all the idea of bringing mindfulness to first our emotions, then our physical sensations, but we can do it in reverse order for the record. And now I want you to look at what are your relationships to these emotions and body sensations? Do we push them away, have aversion? Do we get hooked? This is where we're now seeing our reaction and some of our thinking, that voice in our head, that's good, that's bad. I don't like that. Things should be this way, should be that way. Maybe we're reacting out of proportion. We're thinking our thoughts are out of proportion. So we're now just bringing mindfulness to or exploring with mindfulness our thoughts. And remember, we're not trying to change the content of our challenging thoughts. We're just trying to become more intimately aware of these thoughts and patterns and letting them be. Because what we know is that when we do this, it starts to disempower the loop. So this is E, we're exploring. Now we're going to move to two T's. First one is the power of the. What the heck is that? This is building on the idea that we talked about in the second podcast of Anxiety Week, which is, can we disidentify with what is happening? What do I mean by that? Because this is a little more difficult concept. And if you don't get it right off, that's okay. The more you practice mindfulness, the more this will make sense. So as we're walking, feeling tall, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall, what's the power of the? So as opposed to seeing it as my physical sensations, my emotions, my thoughts, Can we see it as the physical sensations, the emotional label our brain is using to predict whether we're okay or not, or the thoughts I'm experiencing, as opposed to my? Because when we personalize it, we move from physical sensations and emotions and thoughts into suffering. We move from something that might be unpleasant, not that comfortable, to something that's filled with suffering. This is not an easy concept. But if we can start to see that it's the, not my, and one way to think about this is the idea that other human beings experience the same rush of strong physical sensations, thoughts, emotions. Not just me. This is part of the normal human experience. And again, this is a little harder concept. But if you can see it as just this process of anxiety, this loop that's happening, and it'll come into us, and if we attach to it, we get stuck. 
then we're going to suffer, as opposed to just seeing it as a process, the physical sensations, the emotional label, the thoughts. If we can create a bit of space. Sometimes when I've been in really tough spots, when I felt anxious and I have the, real, the thoughts that are just going, 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 for me just to sit and meditate or walk and meditate and just know that I've experienced, I've experienced these thoughts and these emotions and physical sensations many times before, and they've come and they've gone. And that helps me create a bit of distance, a little bit of disidentifying with them. And if I can sit there and say, you know, everyone experiences this, not just me, it becomes a little less personal. This is a little harder one, but play with it. Okay, next we move to the T of tenderness. So E is explore. T is the power of the, as opposed to my. Now we're at tenderness. And this is really important that we, as we're sitting walking, and maybe we're feeling a bit anxious right now, we can breathe into that area that is where we feel our sensations most acutely, not trying to change it. But we just bring a bit of tenderness to ourself, a bit of softness to ourself. Because it's hard. It's hard to deal with strong emotions or anxious thoughts. It can be quite challenging, quite unpleasant. Not just for you, not just for me, but for everyone. But including us. And so now we just want to use this practice of loving kindness towards ourselves. I'll say the phrases and feel free to just try to walk, kind of feel these phrases as I say them. And we're wishing this care for ourselves. May I be happy and peaceful in this moment. May I feel good about myself just as I am. May I be free of suffering, both inner and outer suffering. May I be strong of healthy in mind and body and spirit. May I live with ease and grace upon the earth. So just try to sink into this feeling of each phrase as I am saying them. And it can feel a little mechanical at first. You might even wonder, what the heck am I doing this for? Maybe it feels artificial, but let me tell you, just stay with it. I'll say it one more time. Just feel each word and feel it towards yourself. May I be happy and peaceful in this moment. And you may even move to that area of the body where you feel most acutely your anxiety. May I feel good about myself just as I am. May I be free of suffering, both inner and outer suffering. May I be strong and healthy of mind and body and spirit. And may I live with ease and grace upon the earth. Now we move to acceptance. So ETA, explore. Two Ts, the power of the versus my. And then tenderness. And finally, two A's, big A and little a. Acceptance is the big A. Don't forget our automatic, habitual unwillingness to experience unpleasant sensations, feelings, or thoughts is what leads to this neurological loop. And pushing it away, getting hooked, that doesn't help. We want to just befriend, welcome them in. So acceptance describes the possibility of developing a different relationship to our experience. One that is characterized by 
befriending, allowing, letting be. It doesn't mean we're passive. Right? We're just feeling a little less aversion, a little more allowing it to be and bringing a bit of a cool detachment. And again, here are some phrases that we can use that are very powerful. And again, just do your best. It may feel mechanical, but the more you do this, the more this becomes the neural pathway in your brain. Remember, we can either have a neurological loop that is reactive and a habit that causes us more anxiety, or we can sit there and just build a loop where we are more accepting. We're more tender towards ourselves. We're disidentifying. We're just with unpleasant, maybe, or not calm physical sensations or emotions or thoughts. But we're not letting it get a hook into us. And so one of the powerful ways that we can do this is to say these phrases of equanimity to ourselves. Things are just as they are. Part of the natural flow of joy and sorrow that is this life. Can I accept it? Can I be at peace with it? I'll say it one more time. And just wish it for yourself. Things are just as they are. Part of the natural flow of joy and sorrow that is this life. Can I accept it? Can I be at peace with it? At some point, we can start to move to the second day, which is action. That I have a sense I've accepted as much as I'm able in this moment. And so now we think about what kind of attitude do I want to bring? What action can I take in terms of reaching out to people, serving, giving support? What are some of the habits that can really help me? And I'll tell you, movement is a big one. That's why we have movement as part of the last 8% morning. Because we can sometimes feel strong emotions that are really physical sensation in its effect and, and driven by physical sensation. So by movement, even just walking makes a big difference. And we're going to talk about other actions that we can take as we continue in the podcast. But for now, it's how do I want to show up? What action can I take to move myself forward? And movement is a big way to do this. So ETA, when I'm feeling these strong thoughts, ruminating thoughts, worrying thoughts, we want to explore. Just see what's there without trying to change it. We want to see if we can disidentify and not see it as my sensations, my emotions, my thoughts, but just the emotions, the sensations, the thoughts. And then we want to bring a bit of tenderness towards ourselves, and then a bit of acceptance. Not being passive. In fact, it's very powerful just to sit there and let it be because we're building a wiser relationship to our experience. And then we move to action. Right, We want to think about how can I show up in a way that I'm proud of. And again, this is a great, um, go back to the building identity statement. This is a really powerful thing we can use at this stage. But listen, we have gone long. And I'm just going to say, let's feel some gratitude for being able to 
think and feel and learn. So if you've got some other gratitude uh, pieces you want to put in there, please do. But as we finish, if you like today's session, please subscribe, share, review on iTunes. Let's really make this podcast popular and affect a lot of people. Please join our Facebook group. But most of all, have a wonderful day.